Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. priests, God's laws of sex and marriage. There's laws on sex, there's laws on marriage, but many people today, they don't see anything wrong with a little bump and grind. There is no rules. God's rules are completely forgotten about until you're in trouble until you're left with the baby and no husband, no man, no boyfriend, no nothing, until your woman cheats on you. Then you remember the commandments about adultery. Until your man cheats on you, then you remember the laws of God and what the Bible says. But we're supposed to remember these things beforehand because after, that's when the judgment of the Heavenly Father comes in. I'm your brother, Gadawan, here in London, in the UK. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Kings and Priests. And this is what we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about God's laws. God's laws dealing with sex and marriage. And, you know, looking at the youth today is, is is really saddening. It's is sad, is it's a vexation of spirit to see how, you know, they're just 
become the, you know, they declared, like the scripture says, they declared their sin as Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like anything goes, everything goes, you know, sexually. There's no, you know, look, you shouldn't be having sex before marriage. It's just fornication is 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 rife, especially in the in the so-called black and Latino community. You look at the way how our children dress and how parents are allowing their children to dress. But first off, let's start with this because a lot of a lot of people and uh young people as well, you know, they're saying that they love the Lord, that they love Jesus, that they love Christ. But let's see. Let's go to John the fourteenth chapter and we're gonna begin at the fifteenth verse. And let's let's see what the Bible is saying over here. This is John 14 and 15. And Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. I'm going to read that again. This is the book of John, St. John, the 14th chapter in the 15th verse. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's simple and plain. It's not a hard concept to to understand or to grasp or to grip is to keep my commandments. A lot of people, uh, Christian people, what they'll say is that, um, you know, the commandments that uh, was given in the Bible, that Christ done away with them. So why is Christ saying for you to keep the commandments? That's foolishness. So what does that lead people to do? That lead people to be promiscuous. That lead people to think that it's okay for them to commit adultery against their spouse or their loved one. And how how you how do you have love for someone if you're cheating on them? The Bible tells you in Romans thirteen that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So if you love your wife, if you love your husband, why are you committing adultery on them? That's not love, that's hatred. That's backwards. And people say, Oh, you know, yeah, I, I cheated on you, but baby, I still love you. You're, you're lying. That's not true. That's not true at all. That's lies that you're telling. And our people need to repent of those things. So Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. We're supposed to keep the commandments of the Bible. We're supposed to keep the laws that's written in the Bible. And there's many laws that's written in the Bible to show forth what? Why were we given these laws and commandments? Were we given these laws and commandments? Or, or is this, it's gonna, oh, this is just going to ruin my life. This is going to, you know, this is going to be something. You just The Lord just being strict on me and my life. Why is he doing this to me? No. These things were written for a reason. Let's let's go and find out. Why was these laws written? Were they were they meant to be a hamper on our fun? Is that the reason why they were written? Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter and the fifth verse. It looks like I'm flying solo today. I think my um executive producer has gone to to Buffalo to visit the church out there. So let's go to Deuteronomy 4 and 5. It says, Behold, I have taught you 
statutes and judgments, even as the Lord commanded me, that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. So the Lord taught us statutes and judgments. Was it for our destruction? What were these statutes and these judgments for? Verse 6, it says, Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. So you see in, in modern society, people read read all these different books and they say and all these different quotes or with this quote and that quote and Abraham Lincoln said this and George Washington said that. That's their wisdom. This is our wisdom. The Bible is supposed to be our wisdom and our understanding in the sight of the nations on how you're supposed to deal with your wife, how you're supposed to deal with your husband, how you're supposed to deal with your children, how you're supposed to deal with sex, how you're supposed to deal with all things in life. It says, which shall, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So the Bible, the commandments of God, the commandments of Jesus Christ, was made to make us what? A wise and understanding people. It wasn't made to be, okay, this is going to be a damper on my fun, or I can't have any sex, I got to wait till I'm married. <laughs> no. It was made so that we can govern ourselves, that we could become from a lawless people, an ungodly people, to the godly and holy people. Just as the title of the show is, the Lord has called us to be kings and priests. And so if the Lord has called the men to be kings, then what does that make the women? That makes them what? Queens and princesses. Because Israel, the, the name itself Israel means he is a prince of power. Or he is a prince that has power with God. So if that goes for the men, that makes the women princesses. We have a royal blood. We have a royal seed line. So we wasn't made to be pimps and and hoes. And it seems like, you know, that's the that that is the the, the pinnacle for for black people. Oh I'm a pimp. You can't my pimp hand is strong. No. That's not the pinnacle of what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the Lord's chosen people and that's how we're supposed to act but we're not acting like that what are we acting like we acting exactly what we're trying to act like like pimps and hoes and gangsters we're not acting as righteous men and women on the whole so that's the reason why we have to get this message out and this message has to be taught throughout the whole world so the scripture says what the lord taught us statutes and commandments for what reason he taught us these statutes and commandments. Why? So we could be wise. We could have understanding on how to deal on the earth. This is our basic instruction before leaving the earth. The commandments, the holy commandments. Now let's flip that. We went to John 14 and 15. Let's flip it. Let's go to John 15 and 14 and see what it says. John 15 and 14, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. I'm going to read that again. So that don't sound like um, Christ saying you can do whatever you want to do and you, he's going to be cool with you. That doesn't sound like that. 
Correct me. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. The scripture says, ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Now, the question is, did Christ command us to be a pimp, a freak, a whore? Is that what Christ commanded us? Did Christ command, it's okay for you to have a boyfriend? It's okay for you to have a girlfriend? Is that what Christ commanded? Or did he command us to keep the commandments? Did he command us to love one another? You don't love your neighbor. Let's put it, let's put it in perspective because a, a lot of, this is going out to um, young people, the, the younger audience, the teenagers. You know, they're coming of age. You know, their bodies sprouting out. You know, young men, they're getting strong. They're starting to feel their strength. You know, the young women, they're growing and, you know, the, the breast is growing. The butt is growing. What do you do with that? It's like, okay, let me go and shake it and show it off. That's what most people are doing. Okay? And then the young men are gravitated towards that. But what's supposed to be the attitude that a young man is supposed to have towards a young sister? They're coming of age. What's supposed to be the attitude? What's supposed to be the attitude of this young woman? How is she supposed to carry herself? Does the Bible give us instruction? Of course it does. Of course it does. Let's go to First Timothy. And we're going to start from the fifth chapter, First Timothy, the fifth chapter in the first verse. And let's hear what this has to say. This is First Timothy 5, verse 1. It says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. And the younger men as brethren. So it's speaking and it's addressing men. When you saw an elderly man or an, or an elder of the church, or the elder could be someone elderly in your family that could be considered an elder, okay? How are you supposed to entreat him? As a father. Now, there's many laws. We went over this uh, a few weeks back dealing with fornication. And looking at Leviticus, the 18th chapter, when it spoke about, you know, you're not supposed to sleep with your near kin, how you're not supposed to sleep with your father, you're not supposed to sleep with your mother, your sister, your brother, so on and so forth. So if we're saying, now this is not talking about your relative, it's saying, but this is how you're supposed to entreat this person, the elder, you entreat him like they're your father. There's another scripture that says, what, fear every man, his father and his mother. So it's supposed to be that respect there. And it says the younger men as brethren. So younger women, when they see men, and I'm speaking to those that's in Christ, because I know many, many people are not in Christ, and they desire to come to Christ. They desire to follow Christ truly as he is commanded, and they want to be friends with Christ, and they want to do the things that Christ is saying according to the Scriptures. Well, if you're a young woman, you're not supposed to be looking at another man like, oh, he looked good, I want to get with him, I want to be his girlfriend. And it, no, you're supposed to deal with that young man as a brother. Now, is it correct or is it incorrect to sleep with your brother? See, there's boundaries that are set there that are not supposed to be crossed. But what's going on in today's society Many people are crossing them front, right, left, center, backward. They're crossing all the boundaries and then saying, 
stupid statements like YOLO, you only live once. Well, no. The scriptures speak about a second death, that when Christ comes, there's going to be a judgment for everything that you did in your body. Okay? You have control over your body. The Lord has given us commandments to show us what things are right for us to do in our body and what things are wrong that we're supposed to avoid. So the attitude that a woman is supposed to have towards men, you even dealing with a man as your father with that respect as a father, or you dealing with a man with the attitude you dealing with him as a brother. That's what it's supposed to be. But is this going on in society? No. But this is the foundation. This is the wisdom and the understanding. This is why the black and Latino community is looked at as a bunch of whores and pimps and nothing good coming out of us. Nothing good. Verse 2. It says the elder woman as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity. Now, we got a sister that's in the chat room that I can say she's an elder woman. She's an elder woman. So how should she be viewed as a mother? Not, oh, yeah, she's old, but she can still kick it. No. But this is the attitude. Yeah, I would hit that. People are crazy, man. And we need to come to, we need to come and return to the Lord. So what is the attitude that a man is supposed to have to an elder woman? He's supposed to entreat her as a mother. What's the attitude of a young man when he sees a young woman? How is he supposed to deal with her? As if she was his sister. Now, how many people think that it's appropriate or right to lay down and have a sexual relationship with your sister? It's not appropriate, is it? It's not appropriate. And those are the boundaries. It, do, it does not become appropriate until the woman who is as your sister becomes your wife. Now, that relationship becomes appropriate, and there's nothing wrong with a sexual relationship between that man and between that woman. Before that, is inappropriate, is wrong, is evil, is wicked. It's not cute, because many people, they have, they have little children, and they're already setting up the children for failure in life. And they say, oh, look at them, put the two together. Aren't they cute? Oh, we should get them together. And I've seen this happen where people will get, they'll get a young child, a young male child, and a young female child, and they get them together, and they'll have them kissing and, and cuddling. Those people should be put in jail, man, because that's not cute. That's not the commandments of the Heavenly Father. And, and, and you know, it's, it's really bad because, a lot of times, this be so-called church people, so-called God-fearing people. They have not so learned the commandments. They have not so learned the Lord and what the Lord is saying according to the scriptures. That's not cute. We're supposed to be teaching our children about marriage, about, first and foremost, about honoring the Heavenly Father. But in this world, it's all about being a freak, living your life, which is satanic. Because that's that Aleister Crowley doctrine, you know, the whole of the law. Do as thou will shall be the whole of the law. That's that live, uh, uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans. The Romans were a bunch of freaks and they worship other gods, vomitoriums. You know, they had 
uh, Christmas, people don't know what Christmas is about, the, the, the Saturnalia, where, where men went and had sex with other men and beat up their wives. That's not, that's not what Christ ordained, but that's Christmas. See, that's the dirty secret about Christmas. That's what it's really about. It really doesn't have anything to do with Christ. But back to the sexual relationships. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the laws of God concerning sex and marriage. And what we're looking at right now is just basically the attitude. The attitude of a man. What's the attitude that a man is supposed to have? And what's the attitude that a woman is supposed to have? So how are we supposed to deal as followers of Christ, is we're supposed to deal with one another as a family, not looking at one, uh, you know, oh, there's a new sister that comes in. Well, she look good. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be first in line for that. What kind of attitude is that? But men, these are many of the attitudes that that live and abide in the churches, and they have to be exercised out. I, I know, because from a very young age, I was in the church. I was in the church, and I had a girlfriend out and to my shame and to the church's shame who would be out front kissing right in front of the church, right in pastor not saying anything, mother not saying anything, my mother who was supposed to be an ordained minister ain't saying anything. <laughs> and it's crazy. This was never said. This was never read to me. And I, I read the Bible. If someone read, no, this, this is not right attitude you should be having as a young man. Never said to me. But we say it today. It's not popular. They want, they want children to go out and, okay, they need to experience life. But it's a negative. It's not a positive. And it's destructive. Because what are you going to say to that child? Who's going to pay for when that young teenage girl gets pregnant? Who's going to pay? Now it's going to come down, oh, you shouldn't have sex, or you should have wear protection. No, you should have been dealing as Christ said to deal. Deal with that man as your brother. Deal with that woman as your sister. Now, if you want to take it anything further, you have to get married. And let's go and um, look at that scripture. Let's go to the book of Hebrews 13 and verse 4. And this is what it says. It says marriage. Marriage. Not girlfriend. Not boyfriend. Not this is um, my friend with benefits. It says marriage is honorable in all. So if the Bible says that marriage is honorable in all, then what is everything else? Is this honorable? So you living, you living with a man. You living with a woman, y'all got together and y'all just, y'all shacked up together. Is that honorable? No. You're supposed to be married. We're going we're gonna to have a trial marriage. No. You're supposed to be married. And how is marriage supposed to go? It's supposed to be a, a one man, one woman, and they together for the rest of their lives. They grow old together. It's not... um. After after 25 years, that's the clock because I'm supposed to be dead. No. It's supposed to last until what they say. Just like on, on the marriage vows that don't exist in the Bible, that they pull out, they open up they open up the Bible, and then they got the little book in there. What it says, what? Till death do us part, forsaking all of us. 
That's what the marriage is supposed to be. But now the marriage is like, okay, I'll try you out. I'll ride you around for a little while. Then when I get tired of you or when you get sick or when you get old and when you're not as beautiful, then I'm going to find somebody else. That's not a marriage. When you marry someone, you love them. You care for them. It's not just about sex. See, this world, just that's what they promote, sex, 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 sex. Sex is supposed to be contained in a marriage. That's why I said marriage is honorable all and the bed undefiled. That's when it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not defiled. It's not out of order when you're in a marriage. To have that attitude towards, look, camera baby, let me give you a hug. and That's your wife. That's fine. That's your husband. That's fine. Boyfriend, girlfriend, this is what category you're going to fall in. This is how God views it. This is how the most high God of Israel, Yasha'Allah, Yazrael, views it. It says, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now, did I say this, or is this what the scriptures saying? This is what the scriptures are saying, because God is not with a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. He's not with a girlfriend-boyfriend. He's about marriage. And you have a lot of young people who okay, I'm going to get married, or they try to profess marriage on their Facebook account or whatever. You're not married. You know, you, it, it, uh, a marriage is, is something big. For someone to be married or a man to marry his daughter, the Scripture says it's a weighty matter. It's huge. You picking someone that you're supposed to be together for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. You're not trying to get with anybody else. That's why people play this boyfriend, girlfriend grant. I'm gonna I'm I'm try you out. But that's that's breaking the laws of God. That's breaking the laws of sex and marriage. Cause sex is only holy when you're in a marriage relationship. Otherwise, you're a whoremonger, you're a whore, you're an adulterer, and God is going to judge you. God will judge you. And God is judging our people, whether it be young people, old people. They get into these relationships, and then what? They got some kind of sexual disease, some kind of sexual malfunction. And a lot of these diseases now, they don't have any cure for them. There's no cure for them. So what are you going to do? You're gonna go out there and you're gonna you're gonna play Russian roulette and you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. You're gonna find the judgment of the Heavenly Father. So it's it's very, very clear what the scriptures are showing us, what the scriptures is teaching us, but we have to take heed. We have to listen to what the Lord is saying. Now, before we go to a little break. I just want to go to um, Matthew's, the fifth chapter, because it's still going about that attitude or what's in our mind or imaginations and how we're supposed to deal as far as the opposite sex. So let's go to Matthew's. Matthew's, the fifth chapter. And the 27th verse, start from 27. It says, you have, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, 
that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. So what does that lean towards? It's going towards what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your thinking. So how do the, the vast majority look and think? They think, oh, I look at oh, that woman, oh, she look good. I like the way her hair and the way her breast, the shape of her breast. She got big breasts. She got a big booty. That's what they say. So what are you doing? You're lusting in your heart. You're lusting in your mind. And you're committing adultery in your mind. You're committing that fornication in your mind. So what did, what, what did the scriptures say about that? Marriage is honorable and all. The bed is undefiled. But whoremongers and what? Adulterers, God will judge. So you have to think, people that have those kind of attitudes in their mind, they have problems in their life and they can't put two and two together to see why there's so many problems in their life. Why there's so many hang-ups in their life? Because God is trying to tell you something. He is not happy with your outlook on how you look in that sisters. He is not happy on your outlook on how you look in that brothers. You're supposed to seek. Men, you're supposed to seek to marry a woman. But the problem is, the woman that you're looking for, you're looking for a slut. You're looking for a whore. So you find one. You find one. You find a woman that's loose. You find a woman who's going to give it up to you on the first, you know, she just met you. Ten seconds, you're in the corner, you're in the bathroom, now you're having sex. So now when a woman gets pregnant, you're like, oh, well, my baby mama, she crazy. And this, you chose that woman. You chose to lay down with that woman. So it was your decision. You chose badly. And it's the same thing with the women see on you know on Facebook many people they complain and they just complaining complaining about my man complaining about their men eh, he's no good he don't give me no milk for the baby no money for the baby well you chose that man you chose that man you chose to lay down with that man so there was no marriage you weren't married you had sex you had a sexual relationship Outside of marriage, which God said is honorable. So I, I know that's a case for a lot of people. So what do you have to do? Repent. Don't repeat the same mistakes. <laughs> Repentance is open. But many people won't take it. They just want to blame someone else rather than taking personal responsibility and then forgiving that person. It's like, okay, I made a mistake. I erred in my ways. I broke the commandments of the Heavenly Father. And dealing with this woman. This is the reason why I can't see my children. Because I laid with this woman. I didn't check her out. I didn't see whether she was going to keep the commandments. I wasn't keeping the commandments. So now let me repent. And then things will get better. But many people don't do that. So they're in a, they're in a vicious evil trap. That Satan has them in. And he got you running in circles. Like a mouse in a trap. But we're going to take a short break. And we're going to come back. So stay tuned.
the Body of Christ Repentance Network, www.thebocc.com. If you'd like to hear more programming about what the Bible says, please go to wufoam.com every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. and click on the Listen Live link. Thank you. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BLCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake. On Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Turn. I'd like to welcome everyone that's uh, tuned into the show, everyone that's just joining us. What we're talking about, we're kings and priests, talking about God's laws of sex and marriage. Now, one of the things that um, may be overlooked but can't be overlooked is uh, a woman's menstrual cycle. Does the Bible speak about that? And many people, many people don't know. I mean, we was we was in a camp teaching the word, brothers out in the street. We was on um, Jamaica Avenue, right there where the train is, and you got all the um, the little dollar vans. And we was bringing this out, Leviticus the fifteenth chapter, and um, the nineteenth verse. And I'll read it. And it says, if a woman have an issue, and the issue in her flesh be blood. She'll be, she shall be put apart seven days, and whosoever touch of her shall be unclean until the evening. So we was reading that, and it was like, uh, this guy just jumped up. Oh, what? What are you talking about? No, that's not right. No, 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 no. That's the best time. That's what he said. 
That was his word. That's the best time. Why was he saying that? What well, woman? Obviously, obviously the um, the egg can can't be fertilized now. It's degraded and it's it's, it's destroyed. So he's seeing this as um, okay. This is this is the best time for her to have sex with the woman. She can't be pregnant. Get pregnant is seen as like a, a natural uh, a form of birth control. It's just crazy. This is when a woman's body is purified itself. This is written. This is our wisdom. And as I understand it, the teachers of what? That is not the time. That is not the time for you to be having sex with your wife. I'm not saying woman-girlfriend because the Bible doesn't promote uh, a girlfriend-boyfriend kind of situation or relationship. It promotes marriages. A marriage where it's stable that children will grow up and have a father and a mother. And this is the problem in our community. There's no, we're the fathers. Where's the fathers to these children? Oh, the mother's done kicked them out. He's no good. He ain't paying his child support, so I ain't going to let him see the child. So, back to Leviticus 15. You know, this issue, and the issue in her flesh blood, she shall be put apart seven days. The reason why she was put apart, it doesn't mean she was put apart, the man couldn't see the woman, or, you know, he couldn't... Uh, Touched the woman. These were the laws that were going into um, the cleanliness laws of dealing with the temple of the Heavenly Father. So, could a man have sex with his wife during her menstrual cycle? Who are the laws pertaining to that? Let's go to Leviticus, the twenty, the the twelfth chapter. Sorry, I was right. Twentieth chapter and the eighteenth verse. Leviticus 20 and 18, it says, If a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness and shall uncover her nakedness, he have discovered her fountain, and she have uncovered the fountain of her blood. So it takes two. It's just like, okay, the man or uh, the woman was willing, okay? She knew. Women, you sisters know, you know when it's that time of the month you know there's adverse changes in your body aches and pains and belly aches and things going on in your body you know what time it is so she knows the man knows but yet they have sex anyway that's what it's all he uncovered the nexus he's going in for the kill he's going in to have sex you know oh the blood you know, they just wipe that off whatever lay down a towel And she have uncovered the fountain of her blood, and both of them shall be cut off from among their people. See, that's the judgment. That's the judgment. The Lord's going to judge you for doing those acts. So, yes, there are laws on sex. Yes, there are laws on marriage in the Bible. Why don't people follow them? Because they want to live their life how they want to live their life, and it's destructive. But God has given us commandments to make us wise, to make us understanding on how we're supposed to live in this life. Not for our destruction, but that what Christ said, what our Lord and Savior said, that we can have life and life more abundantly. We can enjoy life on the, on the earth. Because that's what this is what the earth was created for. It wasn't created for us to enjoy. 
When you go to the book of the books of Genesis and you look in Genesis when everything was made, when it was made, what did it say? It was bad or that it was good? So the Lord gave us this earth and everything in the earth, it was good for us to enjoy. We the ones that took all the things that the Lord gave us that was good and they turned it into something evil. Even sex, even marriage. Sex is something beautiful that's supposed to happen between a married man and a married woman. They're in a relationship. They're in a marriage. That's the relationship they're in. The relationships that they promote in this world is what? Casual sex. You can have sex. Just wear some protection. Protect yourself. We don't want AIDS to spread as an epidemic throughout the community. That's foolishness. That's what you can wear. You can wear protection. You can wear a condom. You can have a, uh, have birth control and use all of those things. What you don't see is the spiritual effect, the spiritual demons that's going to rise up. You laying down with a woman, it's not your wife. What spirits are you putting in her? What spirits are she putting on you? She's sleeping with a whole bunch of other men. Now she's sleeping with you. She's putting all those demons and spirits on you. But back to the menstrual cycle. So the Lord, is he's not happy with that. How are you going to say I'm a friend with Christ and you having sex with a woman on a menstrual cycle? How are you going to be friends with Christ and you're on your menstrual cycle, but you're going to have sex with a man anyway? How are you going to be friends with Christ? You're not a friend of Christ because you're not doing whatsoever he has commanded you. And what has the Lord commanded us? That we keep the commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And the commandments are not grievous. These commandments are not set here to hurt you or to cause you pain. They're set here to guide you and to lead you into the paths which are right, into the paths which are good. But Satan has set up everything in this world. Just, just examine something. I want, I want people to examine something for a second. Look how the world is designed. Where are they talking about righteousness? We're talking about sex and marriage. When they put, say, sex in this world, are they talking about for young people to get married? Are they talking about them going out and having a good time? Or like the R. Kelly song, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bumpy grind. Or the salt and pepper, you know, if I want to freak it on the weekend, it's none of your business. No, when that girl gets pregnant and the daddy is broke, he don't have any money to buy milk, pampers, clothes, whose responsibility is it now? Now you go around, oh, the black man ain't nothing. He ain't this, he ain't that. No, we need to be teaching our children. We need to be teaching our people in general that, look, this is what the laws of God says. This is what we need to be standing up for. But you won't see that on TV. You won't see that on the Internet. You see, what do they show our young girls? How to dress up as horse. In harlot's attire. Yes, show your cleavage. Wear your, dre wear your dress short. That's how you do it. Then what? They have no boundaries. So for them to, for them to have uh, sex, Number one, full, number one, that's wrong because you're supposed to be married. Number two, for them to have sex on their menstrual cycle is nothing. 
It's nothing. They don't see it as any nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong, even though your body is telling you, look, no, it's blood. It's blood. You see someone bleeding, you're not, oh, let me come and lick you down, maybe. You, I just like the way the blood drip. No! That's supposed to be, wait, red means stop. You learned that in kindergarten, don't you? Our people really, really need to re- repent and, and turn it around and deal with the laws of God. But the problem is, is not many people that's dealing with the laws, uh, the laws of God. It's not being promoted. So I ask everyone that's listening to the show, promote the shows. Because we're dealing with the word of the Heavenly Father. Promote the shows on your Facebook. Go to all your Facebook friends and put the link to the show in hopes that they may hear one of these topics. Because all these topics that we're dealing with in the body of Christ are all relevant. We're not dealing with oh, the, the, uh, the, the space aliens and conspiracies. No, we're dealing with the issues. We're dealing with repentance as Christ commanded the disciples. Go and teach repentance. Why is he saying to teach repentance? Because our people are breaking the laws and commandments of the Heavenly Father. That's why in, this, in so many problems, trials, tribulation, anguish, pain. Our people are in pain. Women in pain. They have no father for their children. They're in pain. Why? Because you broke the laws concerning sex and marriage. That's right. Sisters, you broke the laws. So many sisters, they're blaming the man, and the man is guilty. But guess what? Sister, you're guilty too. Because you lay with the man that was broke. You know he was broke when you lay with him. You know he was fun. Probably had his friend's car, and then you had sex with him. But you wasn't married. You weren't looking to get married. You were looking to have a good time. So you had that pleasure and sin for a season, but it didn't last. And what's the after effect? We should have waited. No, baby. The Bible says this. We're supposed to be married. Well, forget you there. You're a hoe anyway. That, then you know that man was no good for you. Or vice versa. So the scriptures tell you, you're not supposed to have sex with a woman when she's on her menstrual cycle. You're not supposed to have sex with a woman unless she is your wife. Period. There's no, well, I can't wait. Then you're a whore. I can't wait. Then you're a whoremonger. And you're destroying our community. You make it as a bunch of whores. You, you, you. You letting the land fall to whoredom. Then when all these children come up, who's going to deal with them and teach them? They're going to do the same things over again. And that's what we see. So what about the laws? Now, there's laws concerning childbirth. Childbirth. Because there's a story. I know this story. And what happened was, this guy, he met his his wife, and he he was in he was in, once upon a time he was in the church. He's not in the church anymore because that spirit of fornication got him. And this man, he was working in the hospital, and he met this woman. She just had a baby. Now, women that's listening or sisters that's listening, you know what it's like after you have a baby. Are you trying to have sex with anybody? You, not, you, you don't want that. The baby just came. 
Just come out. You need to rest, relax yourself, get your energy, deal with the baby. This man had sex. This woman had sex with this man. She just had a baby in the hospital. Now, in saying that, is there any laws contained in the Lord's good book that tell us about marriage? And is it supposed to be any kind of wait period? Because even even the even the doctors tell you, look, you gotta wait six weeks, see the woman to heal and this but does the Lord who governs all life give us any instruction so we can be have that wisdom and understanding of how we're supposed to build? Of course he does. So let's go to Leviticus the twelfth chapter in the first verse and let's 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 hear this, brothers and sisters. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a woman hath conceived seed means what? She had a baby and born a man-child. Then she shall be unclean seven days, according to the days of a separation. For the, affirmity, for the infirmity shall she be unclean. So the first seven days was like, okay, she's had a regular period. Verse 3, And in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. So on the eighth day, the man-child, he had to be circumcised because that's the covenant that the Lord made with Abraham. Okay? Verse 4. And she shall then continue in the blood of her purifying three and thirty days. She shall touch no hollow thing, no come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying be, be fulfilled. So the sanctuary, that was a temple. Okay? The holy things, the things that were the temple, she had to wait to her purifying be fulfilled. So Someone do the math for me. 33, 33 and 7, how many days is that? Which is supposed to be set apart. 40 days. Oh, there you go. Why are you quick, on the, quick off the mark? 40 days. So 40 days she was going to be unclean after she had a boy. Verse 5. Now, does it, does it just specify boy? The girl is all good. You could just, you know... Immediately after you have the baby, you're gonna to have to say, "Oh, baby, I'm so happy! Come on, let's just jump in the bed." You know, what does it say about the girl child? Verse five. But if she bear a maid child, then shall she be unclean two weeks, as in her separation, and she shall continue in the blood of a purifying three score and six days. So it was only the men child, because I know there's some uh, some uh, nations out there they circumcise the girls. That's off. You only circumcise the men. There's no circumcising the girls in the scriptures. So how long was that? What was the separation for the female child? Three score and six days. You had two weeks. All right. Why again? And this brother don't have any children yet. I hope he remembers this when he get married. The brother, uh, Y.E., he's about to get married. You're going to have to remember these calculations, brother. When the children start coming from you, girls or boys, remember that. So it's 80 days. It's double for a girl. Don't ask me why. That's the that's the Lord's <laughs> calculations. He said 40 days for a male child, 80 days for a female child. Those were the days of separation. You know, your wife get a break. You get that break, and then you come back together after that time. Okay? But these were the laws concerning childbirth, and it's in the Scriptures. Now, if you if people that's listening in the chat room, 
have you heard this scripture before? I know some people. I've, I'm, I'm putting my money that y'all child the boys have heard this before. But what about you, Golden Girl? I know why he's heard it before because these brothers, he's teaching on the body of Christ network. <laughs> but what about you, Golden Girl? Have you heard this before? Have you heard this, these, these scriptures before concerning childbirth? Because many people they haven't heard these things before because they're not, um, they're not teaching these things in in the churches. You know, they they're in there hooping, hooping and hollering, and then asking you to pay all this money. But they're not giving you the words of God that's going to give you life. Well, all praises. I'm I'm glad that you that you've heard it heard it today. And like I said, many people hasn't heard this message or doctrine. And we hoping the people that's listening that you promote the shows so we can get this word out there. Okay, that people can hear the words of the Heavenly Father in Christ that's contained in the Holy Bible. Because it's right there. I didn't know these things were there, period, and this and that. When I was in the world, I had a girlfriend. like, okay, you, you, you stopped bleeding. That was the extent of my knowledge that I had. Oh, have you stopped bleeding yet? Could it be the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day? The Lord says seven days. Then when a woman has a child, then the Lord gives the dispensation of time that's supposed to be set apart, and then you come back together. But people know this? No. Nah. Nope, not a lot of people know this. So, what are the laws are there in dealing? Now, I, what I want to do, I want to go to um, Mark, because it speaks about that in the New Testament. And uh, a lot of these laws and commandments, people act like, you know, I just say crazy, like there's no laws anymore. So the the scripture spoke about a woman's uncleanness. Now we get to the New Testament. Was there any woman that were unclean? So I want to read this. This is in um, Mark, the book of Mark, the fifth chapter and the twenty fifth verse. And it says, and a certain woman, a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years. So this sister, she had a menstrual cycle that lasted 12 years. Now we got the brother Abaja with us. Buju. Hey, hey, Islam, most on Christ bless you. You in Buffalo? Yep. All praises. All praises. So, uh, north of the border. Huh? Yeah, see, north of the border. <laughs> So this woman had an issue in in her flesh for 12 years. Now, sisters, come on. 12 years. That uh, whew, that must be serious because I know I have a wife. I know the things that she goes through during her, her menstrual cycle. And I have daughters. I have young daughters who's, you know, coming of age, and they're going through that menstrual cycle. So imagine this for 12 years, just bleeding. 26, and and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. So she touched the Lord, because you have a lot of Israelite groups. It's like, okay, you cannot touch a woman when she's on a menstrual cycle. You can't hug your wife. You can't kiss her. She just put her out, put her in a different room somewhere. No, those laws pertain to the temple. You're not supposed to have sex with your wife, but you're not supposed to treat your wife like she's she's a dog. You're just going to lock her upside in the doghouse somewhere. No, that's yeah. not how you deal with women. This woman had a menstrual cycle, and she touched the Lord. Let's see what the Lord said. He said, well, why are you touching me? You are unclean. You shouldn't have touched me. I'm holy. Let's see how the Lord responded to it. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? Because there was a lot of people like, Lord, you tripping. There's so many people in it or, or in and around you, you know, anyone could have bumped you. But the Lord knew someone had got healed when they touched her. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. Excuse me. Came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So Christ wasn't tripping when this woman touched him and she was unclean. I wanted to bring that point out to show, one, that obviously periods still exist <laughs> in the New well, Testament even today because people act like the laws of God don't exist and don't pertain to them in their lives anymore. But they do. They do. And when this woman touched the Lord, even though she was on a menstrual cycle, Christ wasn't tripping out because you got many people that's tripping out over over those laws and commandments. Oh, you can't sit down on the bus. A woman may have sat there. Those things pertain to the to the temple. You couldn't come into the temple unclean. Now, are we going into the temple that's in Jerusalem? The temple in Jerusalem is not there. We're waiting for the new temple to come down with Christ. We're going to reign on earth forever. Then you can't bring your butt up there and clean, unclean then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you can't go there and clear. Law gonna be there, so those laws gonna come back and flex, uh back in effect when the Lord gets there. Uncleanness, you can't come in the camp and so forth and so on. But now, where's 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 the holy things? Where's where's the menorah? Where's the cup? Where's the uh, where's the showbread? Where's Aaron's rod that that budded? Where's the ark of the covenant? We don't have any of those things. So people are tripping out. When they go to those laws and be like, uh, well, you can't touch a woman. You're going to be unclean. Where are you going to go to make anything unclean? Because it was pertaining to the temple. But you're not supposed to have sex with your wife when she's on her menstrual cycle. That is a no-go area. So what about... Um, excuse me. What about um, sexual touching, grinding, rubbing? Is that okay for us to do, Abaja? Hell no. Hell is no. It, is there any scriptures that show us that that's not the proper attitude that we're supposed to have as followers of Christ? 
Actually, many people many people play the game. People play the game. Well, actually, I didn't have sex. You know, I you know we just we just did some sexual. We just did some touching, but we didn't do so. We haven't done anything wrong. We just went into the scriptures and showed that look, it's a mindset as well as physical actions that go with it, and the mindset is just as dangerous as the physical actions. So go ahead, bro. Actually, I had um, <laughs> this was actually dealing with um something else that I want to go to. Really, I think since you said that, that's going into the book of Matthew, where the Lord was speaking about, um, you know, basically going into where the sin of adultery starts mm. and how people lust after a woman in the in their heart. Mm. But you know, I think it's Matthew the fifth chapter, you know, the yeah. second. Because it was something else that I was looking at, too, in the book of Proverbs. And mm-hmm. I'll read that briefly. Uh, this is Proverbs 6 and 29. Mm-hmm. Where it says, So he that goeth into his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her, shall not be innocent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we still dealing with, you know, your adultery. Mm-hmm. But the Lord said, Whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole thing of you dealing with a woman like that, you know, the, the Lord already gave us the rules, and even in Christ, of how those relationships were supposed to be established mm. and how we were supposed to deal. Mm. Uh, here we go. This is the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 27. And the, this is Christ speaking. You know, for those people who may have their uh, King James Bible or whatever, and the, the words are in red. Because some people like to play games it's like, oh, well, that ain't, that ain't what, the, what Jesus said. Well, this is what Jesus said. Mm. You have heard that it was said by them of both times, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But I say unto you, that whosoever looked on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery already with her in his heart. So in saying this, you know, we can't run back to the whole thing of, well, as long as I don't touch her, or, you know, as long as I don't physically touch her, then it's okay. You know, I can sit here and fantasize and do this, that, and the other. And, you know, as long as I don't have sex, then I'm, I'm cool. But the Lord said in twenty in verse 28 that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Mm. So that's like a, a two, I call it a two for one. Because not only did the Lord show us that, hey, this is where that sin of adultery and fornication starts. You know what I'm saying? It starts with a thought and us feeding that thought, and then basically waiting for that thought to manifest itself by virtue of opportunity, you know what I'm And the opportunity comes in many ways. It's like, a dude, oh, well, you know, she was crying and I went over to comfort her. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, favorite for, you know, some brothers back in the day, I ain't going to say back in the day, oh, well, you know, she was just braiding my hair, you know, and next thing I know, no, ain't no next thing you know because, you knew what was going to happen when you took your behind over there. Mm. It's all about opportunity for sin to take to uh, to manifest itself into an action. Mm-hmm. But the Lord told us where to stop it. In our, in our minds, before it becomes an action. Mm. So, but um, you know what, good island? What's up, bro? We, we would be remiss if we didn't go further into this topic. Because some people will stop and say, well, that's just talking about adultery. I ain't talking about, you know, me with a girlfriend. But what the hell do you think that you have, um, having a so-called girlfriend is? Mm-hmm. That ain't marriage. 
No, it's fornication. And that's when I started the show. I said, we, we, we did a few shows on that, on fornication. So, yeah. You know, the thing I want to... Yeah, go ahead. Thing I want to look at right now. You you wanted to bring out some um, scriptures. I'm going to allow, allow you to do that. But the thing I wanted to speak about is that um, Matthew's five and seven is spoke about men looking on a woman. But mm-hmm. what about women? Do women do women have lust? Do they desire sex? Of course they do. Or they just there? You know, it's like some kind of physical blow up dolls for men. No, women desire sex just as well as a man. Sometimes even more so. I want I want to go to Proverbs seven and one. This is a book of Proverbs, and it says, "My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee." So this is this is this is instructions that a mother is given to her son. It says, "Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye." Bind them upon thy fingers and write them upon the table of thy heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. So in the scriptures, a strange woman was a woman that was a woman of the other nations that was going to take you away from the laws of the Most High and have you worshiping other Gods. So it, it, it's one of two things. It could be a strange woman, could be a woman of the other nations, or a strange woman could be a woman that's not of the Lord, that's not of Christ. So it says that they may keep thee from the strange. And there's some strange women that's out there. They're not dealing with the laws and scriptures of the of the Bible. And the men, when they when they get caught up and trapped up into these different situations with these women, they wonder why they calling the woman. Oh, she's foul, or the woman is evil. The woman you chose her. You picked her. You laid down with her. But the scriptures and the commandments are saying what? To keep thee from the strange woman. Put Remember these commandments. Have the law as the apple of thine eye. But when you was looking at that woman, like Christ said, you will lust all up in your heart and in your mind and how you're going to turn her and flip her and, and rub her down. Oh, no. You didn't think about that. You didn't see, oh, it's a strange woman. He's, oh, yeah. And she's flattering with her words. Oh, your cologne smells good. I like the way you have. You got waves in your head. You got a nice car. Oh. Your flattery with words. Verse 6. For at the window of my house, I look through the casement. And behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. So, this, these are the men that sisters are finding out there. They're finding men that's void. Void means there's nothing in there. There's nothing in their head to deal with a woman. There's nothing in their mind to deal with a woman in a relationship, a child. How are you going to provide another? I just want to get some booty. I just want to get some sex. So it says what? The woman... Gonna find this man that ain't got no damn sense. He said, I behold among the simple ones, I discern among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner. So where's this woman? She's out on the street. 
Just like a lot of these young kids, where they be hanging out on the street, or now they got what, some kind of club for kids. They got clubs for kids. Okay, you're not going to have any alcohol beverage, but you're going to be rubbing, crubbing, grinding in the club like adults in their wickedness. They're getting kids in their wickedness when they're younger. Mm-hmm. It says, passing through a street near a corner, and he went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. So how was she dressed? How was she dressed? It, the scriptures are showing you that there's a way that a harlot or a whore dresses. Right. And the, she was dressed that way not because I'm dressing this way to make myself good, look good. She was dressed that way to what? To attract a man, right or wrong? Sister, to attract the man. Come on. Let's, let, sister, y'all know how y'all dress. Come on. And she was on the corner, too. Yeah. A tire of a harlot. And what? What did it say? Subtle of heart. Now, who was subtle? Who had that subtility? She did. Satan did. He was more subtle than any other creatures. So what's in her mind? She knows what she knows what's going on. She knows what she's up to. So verse 11. Let's see. Because we're saying about this sex and stuff, a lot of it has to deal with attitude and mindset. And you just read Matthew 5. That was a mindset before you even got to the action. So it says, She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in the house. And this, see, that's what it said. The man was void of understanding because now he done met this woman. She's dressed like a whore. Her mind is of the enemy, is not of Christ. And what? She's loud and stubborn. How many times have you heard, brother, oh, man, I got with this woman. She's stubborn. She got a big mouth. That oh, the black woman, she got a big mouth, and she don't want to listen. See, all these things were in her when this guy met her. But he didn't have any understanding. And what was the understanding? We read it earlier in Deuteronomy 4 and 5, that the laws, statutes, commandments of the Bible is our wisdom and understanding. Instead of taking a look, sister, you're not dressed appropriately. Now you can't get with me. Look, let me show you what's the right thing to do. No, sister, no, I'm, 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 I'm not coming to lay with you. You you stubborn. You got to humble yourself to the words of the Most High. But men are doing that. They're going straight in for the kill. Oh, well, she want to get with me, I'll get with her. I don't care if she got a man. Her man ain't here. Yeah. That's foolishness. Mm-hmm. Now she was out. Now in the streets and lieth in wait in every corner. So it says she's without. Where is she supposed to be, Abadja? She's supposed to be at home taking care of home. Yes, she's supposed to be at home taking care of home, like the virtuous woman. But today, women don't want to be a virtuous. They want to be independent. Independent means what? Do as thou will is the whole of the law. That's that Aleister Crowley satanic doctrine. Women don't want to be women like how the women of the Bible were. The women in the Bible are the strong women. The women that follow the commandments are the strong women. Uh, women. The men that follow the commandments. They say, you know what? No, there ain't going to be no boyfriend and girlfriend. If we're going to do anything, we're going to look to get married. And there ain't going to be any sex before that. How many women can handle that? 
Someone was like, nah, you, you're not hitting this. You you can hit the door. Uh, but that's that purity that we was reading about, that a man's supposed to deal with, with a woman as his sister. Now, I'm not laying with you, baby. We got to get to know one another. You know, we may not like one another. Mm-hmm. You have sex, you got to try it out before you... No. Mm-mm. No. It's just like, when you go to the store, a lot of the things that's uh, in the packages, you don't get to take it out of the package, do you? No. You have to read the label. Okay, what is this? Okay, this microwave, and it'll heat so high. You can't open the microwave and try it and say whatever. You got to read the packages. Then once you get the package, you know, open up the package. Most of the things, you can't bring it back. You can't bring it back. Oh, I like that. Oh, you're, you're, you're like all oh, boomerang. Your, 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 your toenail was, 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 was a bit wrong. That toenail could be correct. Go to the foot doctor. <laughs> it's our people. It's really simple, man. Really simple. But it says now she was out now in the streets and life and wait in every corner. So now you have these young girls. I'm making a comparison to what the scripture is saying and what's going on now in our community. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of young girls who's out who's dressed in short skirts or they're dressed in some kind of tight, 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 tight fitting clothing. And they're out in the street late at night. Young girls, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. What are they doing out that time of night? They ain't doing no homework. No, they ain't doing no homework. That's what they need to be. Someone need to be after they're behind with a switch or the belt and whooping their behind and taking those clothes and burning them, putting them in the garbage. Yeah, and putting you know a nice, respectable uh, 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 dress or skirt or something. I, I need to backtrack. Go ahead. Just, just, for, just for our listeners, I, I meant to do it earlier, but the whole thing when I said you need to be at home handling business, and you, and you mentioned Proverbs 31st chapter, it shows you what was going on at the home because when you read the scriptures about a virtuous woman, she's not just a freaking baby factory sitting barefoot and pregnant and stupid all her darn life. No. That's why that's why I'm different to, to the virtuous woman. Because a virtuous woman was off the chain. The virtu the virtuous woman, she was running the house, she was you know, she was dealing with the money, she was buying the field, and the husband trusted her. Exactly. What you doing with my money? She was going out. She was working. She looked after the house. The virtuous woman is powerful. The powerful woman. Now today, you're not you. You only powerful if you 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 a single mother. Now you strong. I'm raising my child on my own. That's not a strong woman. That's a stupid woman. Because the Bible shows you, you may be a single. You may be single and a mother but you are not supposed to raise your child alone that's why the scriptures command the brothers that what to be a father to the fatherless and instead of a husband to be a father to the child so it's not a matter okay if i'm going to be doing something for your child you got to give me a little little piece of the cookie no no that's not what the scriptures say but there's supposed to be a man in children's lives. That's why the Lord commanded that. Be a father to the fatherless. So going back to um, this uh, Proverbs 7 and 13, it says, So she caught him and kissed him, and with an imputed faith 
impudent face set unto him. So the woman, she's catching the man now. It's, it, the, the tables have turned. The tables have turned. The woman, she catch, catching the man and kissing the man. It's not the man, it's not the man that is aggressive. So it goes to show to the point that I was bringing out that women want sex just as much as men. And women out there, and they're having unlawful sexual relationships, and they're the ones that's initiated. Because a lot of women say, oh, well, the man tricked me, and he, he tricked me, and he, 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 uh, he seduced me. Well, there's women out there that seducing men <laughs> and tricking men. So it's a vicious cycle when we don't hearken to and listen to the commandments of the Heavenly Father in Christ. Because if we listen to the commandments in Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father and Christ, then what's going to happen? You're going to be in a stable, loving, caring relationship. And the byproduct of that love, as one brother said, is going to be the children. And they're going to feel that loving, caring, and relationship from those two people. Their love is going to trickle down to their children. And then that same love is going to carry on to their children's children. Because they're going to see that, okay, this is how a marriage is supposed to be. They're going to be taught the commandments of the Heavenly Father, the living God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They say, this is how you do it. You're not supposed to go out and be freaking on the weekend and going into the club and rubbing and crubbing and all this kind of madness and foolishness. But these are things that people are doing. And they're like, okay, this is what you do to have fun. But it's not fun when you're raising a baby on a, by yourself. I, I know, you know, being married myself, me and nights, when our children were small, my wife would just come and drop the baby off to me. I'll be up and she would gone. Oh. I have the baby. I was awake. I was a night owl, so I have the baby. I put the baby to sleep, you know, rock the baby. She's gone, gone to bed. So now imagine if there was no man there. So this why a lot of us they're having they're having a tough time, boy. There's nobody else to help there with that baby. That baby just got you up all night. You dead tired, man. So what you got to look for, about you? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, women want sex, and who they usually find is some some dummy, someone that's void of understanding of how they're really supposed to deal in a relationship, how you're supposed to deal in a marriage, because that's what the relationship is supposed to be between a man and a woman. It's not supposed to be, okay, we're just, um, I'm going to do you a sexual favor, or it's, this is a one-night stand. No, that's ungodly and it's evil. And that's what our people need to be told. That's what young people need to be told. You're not doing anything that's righteous. And God isn't going to love you in the morning. He's going to seek to judge you. That's what he's going to seek to do. Because the only one he's holding up as something that's good and honorable is those that are married. Not, oh, I'm in a relationship. No. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a committed relationship to my girlfriend. I'm in a committed relationship. If you committed, then why aren't you married? Hmm? Well, you got to opt out. As a boyfriend, girlfriend, you got the opt-out clause. If you get on my nerves, then we can break up. Yep. 
we we can break up. I don't like you anymore. Oh, you 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 spoke wrong to me. I'll break up with you, and I'm gonna go. I'm now I'm gonna be with your friend Sally. Well, that's foolishness. But these are the things that happen, and they need to stop, because God has given us laws concerning sex and marriage and how we're supposed to deal in our relationships, and these things that you know our people are doing in the world is not good, and they need to be told. But you know, a lot of people are scared to say it. Like, okay, well. They might not listen to my show, or they might not come to my church, or they may leave. If they leave, they leave. You've done your job. You're supposed to give out the warning. Look, if you don't stop fornicating, God's going to judge you. For these young people that's out there, no. Don't don't give it up. I don't care if the guy, he got wavy hair. He, his hair is wavy, so our, our baby's hair is going to be wavy, and it's not going to be nappy. That's foolishness. I got to find a man with good hair. Good hair doesn't take care of the baby or buy pampers or milk or Similac. You have to be married to someone, and not just married to anybody. You have to be married to a man of the Lord or a woman of the Lord. This is the reason why we have so many problems amongst us because people want to do what they want to do, which is satanic, rather than listen to their father. Listen to I want to listen to my parents. The Lord is our Father, and He's given us commandments and laws to guide us, to wreck us into the things that are good for us. Because this is the reason why the earth was created. It was created for us to enjoy. See, people getting up, going to work, and you don't even understand why. You know, you you trying to hit the snooze button for five more minutes because you wasn't meant to work. You wasn't meant to enjoy the good things that the Lord has given you. That's a curse. Now you're gonna now you're gonna have to get the things that you need for your life by the sweat of your brow. You have to go to work. That's because our foreparents, Adam and Eve, they broke the commandments of the Heavenly Father. And you don't make anything we don't make things better for ourselves when we continue in that same actions and the same sins of breaking the commandments and going against the commandments of the Heavenly Father in Christ. So, you got anything in um, closing, bro? No, I'm good. So, we give all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ. And like I said before, you know, promote the shows. You know, we're getting the word out and, you know, the... The blog talk shows for the body of Christ is really growing. The numbers are really growing. People are, are, are contacting us and wanting to know more and asking questions. You know, if you have any questions, call us. We're not going to charge you any money, okay? We're not going to try to sell you a prayer cloth uh, or we're going to, you know, say in you to, to sow a financial seed. No, we don't do that. Christ said, as freely as you receive, freely give. He gave this word to us freely. He didn't charge any money. <laughs> we, when Christ died, he was like, okay, each of you are going to have to pay a certain amount of money for Christ's uh, uh, um, repentance for the remission of your sins. There was no payment. He did that of his own. And that's the charity. That's the kindness. He didn't charge us. But we owe him. We do owe him. Let's not get it twisted. We owe the Lord our lives. But call us, contact us. We we're, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, um, email. 
all forms of communication. We call us on the telephone. We want to hear from you. Leave a comment. If you enjoyed the show, if you want to force a deal with a, a, a topic that you think is relevant and you want us to bring out the scriptures, then email us and let us know, and we'll we'll bring it out live on air. We got shows going on seven days a week to deal with this word, to bring out the word. So we give all praises to the Heavenly Father and His Christ, to our King, and to the day that we are kings with the true King. That's the day we look for. We say shalom. Shalom. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father, and the instructions of Jesus Christ, he will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. stung by fire ants. Don't worry, I used Amdro fire ant bait last week. I don't know. You've tried other stuff before. Amdro's different. It's a bait. Fire ants think it's food, so they take it back to the mound to share. Once the queen and the other ants eat it, the whole mound dies. Boom. Gone. You're barefoot. Amdro must work. Off with these boots. The backyard is so much better, barefoot. Enjoy your yard with Amdro fire ant bait. Now that's better.